Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Rohan Roberts. Uh, director of SciFest Dubai. Rohan, how are you doing? Great, good to be on. Yeah, thanks so much. I know it's um, you're far away in Dubai, and um, I don't know what time it is there. What what time is it? Like midnight or two in the morning? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, half past eight in the evening, uh, okay. and it's very hot. Uh, I mean, you know, summer's just getting started, and it feels like you're in a sauna. <laughs> So, you know, we're, we're good. <laughs> well, good. Excellent. So, yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about um, your work on SciFest Dubai primarily. Can can you tell listeners what SciFest Dubai is, if it's not obvious, and what's the goal of the organization? Sure, yeah. So, uh, SciFest Dubai is uh, the Dubai Science Festival, uh, which aims to celebrate science through the arts. And uh, it's all about promoting uh, scientific uh, literacy and enlightenment values and uh, STEAM education. Um, and if you look around you, there's a lot of people who are intimidated by science. Mm. Uh, that's because of how it was taught in high school. Uh, often science is taught as a body of uh, facts and information, but science is much more than that. Science is a way of thinking. And when you look at the world through a scientifically literate lens, the world becomes a very different place. It becomes a place full of answers and explanations. And so what we want to do is spread a sense of excitement, awe, and wonder about science and, and, and the importance of scientific literacy. So essentially, uh, SciFest Dubai is a platform to promote creativity, critical thinking, innovation, uh, and STEAM education, um, and also promote a love for science and a deeper understanding of uh, the scientific method. You know, I went to high school and I actually went on to get a degree in chemical engineering, and I don't work in that field anymore. And some people say, oh, it's a waste, you know, but I, I don't think so because it helped me to think critically and to analyze and break things down into pieces. So I, I understand what you're saying. You know, just having an education in science and engineering, it just it just helps you, like you said, think about the world differently and, you know, see it with um, and appreciate it more, I think. You know, the, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and often in, in schools today, the focus... Uh, of science is just to pass an exam, so uh, it's all about covering the syllabus, teaching to the curriculum, and we don't give students the tools to think critically and uh, to focus on evidence-based evidence-based reasoning. So you have a situation where uh, uh, the public um, cannot differentiate between information, misinformation, disinformation, and propaganda. Uh, you know, we we have the problem of fake news, and uh, in the 21st century, you have people who genuinely believe the earth is flat. Now that's a huge failing of the uh, education system. These are people who've gone through uh, 12 years of high school and many of them are university graduates and they actually believe the earth is flat. So that's just one problem. Then you have the anti-vaccination movement and um, and the anti-GMO movement. And this comes from a place of uh, ignorance and a lack of understanding of the scientific method. And what we're trying to change through science, uh, the Dubai Science Festival is uh, to take science out of the classroom 
and into uh, popular culture. And also we want to reach out to all the people who aren't science nerds. So we want to get everyone excited. So we celebrate science through drama, music, performance, poetry, art, uh, we even have a fashion show. Uh, in addition to all the traditional science stuff, you know, the, 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 the science debates and panel discussions and uh, workshops and stage shows. Uh, but ultimately, we want to get everyone excited about science because in the 21st century, uh, sciences, uh, is, is, is science and technology are having a huge impact on all aspects of our life. If you look around you, everything around us is a product of science and the scientific method. And we can't leave important uh, ethical and moral decisions that are uh, that come out of science and scientific discoveries. We can't leave all that in the hands of just the scientists and the professors. It's got to be part of a larger uh, societal discussion, and we want everyone to be part of these conversations. And and that's why uh, we have uh, the, the science festival. So now it's in it's in it's in the fourth year. We started in 2014, okay. and uh, uh, and the aim is to promote a public understanding of science through workshops and think tanks and conferences and and so on. Uh, it's, it's, it's grown in popularity over the years. Uh, we've had a cumulative total of over 300 events and 40,000 wow. audience members. And we, for, 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 for our initiatives on social media, we have over half a million uh, followers on, on Facebook. Uh, so it's very heartening to see uh, uh, the growth and the support we get from, from, from the people uh, in the city. So why Dubai? Is it just because you live there and you know, I, I live in the United States, and I worry about a lot of the things you talk about, how, you know, people don't want to know or know about science is, first of all, is the phenomenon of science fear and ignorance worldwide, or is it just in a few countries, and why Dubai? Why do you have it there? Right. Uh, so, well, I was born here, <laughs> so I didn't have much of a choice. I grew up here. Uh, my parents are from India, but uh, I was born here in 1977 because my parents lived here. Um, and um, uh, so the, the short answer is this Dubai has always been home. Uh, and also, uh, Dubai has grown uh, faster than any other city I can think of. I, I, I travel extensively because uh, I'm curious about the world. And I've been to 66 countries and over 200 cities. And Dubai is by far the most futuristic an innovative city that I've been to. Uh, I mean, if you just look at the architecture and the and the buildings around and the and the phenomenal projects that are happening here in the city, it just takes your breath away. And in fact, in in, in August, uh, Dubai is going to be the first city in the world to have flying taxis. So really? that's very exciting. And there's talk of building the Hyperloop here in the next few years. And there's the Expo 2020 happening um, uh, in, in a few years' time. So uh, Dubai is a vibrant, exciting, futuristic city, and it's just wonderful to have um, a science festival here to, uh, you know, um, get the public engaged with uh, science and technology, and and um, uh, and get them thinking about the future. Do you um, do you incorporate religion into the festival, or is that strictly kept outside of it? And the reason I ask is that, this is just my opinion, but the Middle East and the countries in it seem to I don't know, have a pushback against technology in favor of religion. I don't know if it's because of it or if the two just don't reconcile there, but you know, what do you guys do at the festival and how do you handle it? Uh, 
yeah well um, the, we the, we keep uh, religion completely separate we don't go there at all uh, we don't speak about it uh, we don't engage with any aspects of religion and we don't need to you know we're not we're not trying to speak against religion we're just trying to promote a love of science and uh, uh, and promote the importance of uh, scientific literacy um, and generally we find you know as, as long as you keep the two things separate it's, it's fine you know as Stephen Jay Gould said uh, religion and science ought to have uh, non-overlapping magisteria so you know uh, we, we just don't have those conversations about religion and we don't feel the need to we are, we, we're just promoting um, science and then who attends the festival is it people from a whole bunch of countries or is it just neighboring countries where do they come from and what do they look oh, like yeah, so men women old young who comes uh, yeah so uh, our main target audience are older teens so 14 to 18 but we have events for younger kids and uh, uh, events for uh, people uh, of all ages one of the things that we do as part of the science festival and just also throughout the year is a, a meetup group called cafe scientifique um, and uh, that's a way to take science conversations out of the classroom and into social settings like uh, a cafe so the first um, uh, Cafe, uh, Cafe Scientific was started in Leeds in the UK, where I was a student. I did my university years there, and it proved so popular uh, that uh, the format spread all across the UK and Europe and North America. And today we have uh, over 80 uh, science cafes in cities around the world. And Cafe Scientific Dubai is the first of its kind here in the Middle East. And what we do is we focus on having conversations about science and technology as opposed to lectures and conferences. So we usually have a, a guest speaker who sort of introduces the topic, but then the focus is more on meeting new people, uh, having conversations, and uh, just engaging with uh, you know philosophical discussions about some of the ethics and morality around some of the... Um, uh, the latest developments in, in, in science and, and technology. Uh, so, for example, in 2013, when we first started um, uh, Cafe Scientific Dubai, one of the things we focused on was uh, a direct brain-to-brain -brain interface in which um, these uh, scientists had connected the brains of two uh, rats, uh, and uh, they were connected via the internet. And there was this one rat that thought of an action, and that impulse, that brain impulse, was transmitted via the internet uh, to the brain of another rat, and that rat did the action. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we started to grapple with the ethical implications of trying this with humans, and we speculated about um, how long it would possibly take them to, to trial it with humans, and, and we were way off. We thought, oh, maybe it will take another seven years or ten years for them to do it with humans. By the end of 2013, they had connected the brains of two humans by the internet. Really? And so, uh, yeah, and so... Um, uh, it, 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 we sort of segued into um, uh, you know the exponential nature of technology today and how fast it's growing and how um, there's very little track of uh, the ethics behind some of the things we're doing and it's important that we have having a sort of default fear response to some of these things because sure. you find yeah uh, you find a lot of people form their opinions about the future based on Hollywood and if you think about it, almost every single Hollywood film set in the future is dystopian. Yep. I cannot think of a single Hollywood film that portrays the future in a positive light. The possible exception is Star Trek. 
But then Star Trek is a TV series. I'm just talking about Hollywood films. You know, you're right. I mean, I, I feel like Hollywood teaches people what to think and how to act and behave and all that. So it's a very powerful weapon. They can, if they teach dystopia, they teach fear. And there's no other voices that are nearly as loud that are teaching good things like you guys are. So I see the importance of what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And one of the uh, sort of core values of uh, the Dubai Science Festival is intelligent optimism. And that's a movement uh, I co-founded with uh, Raya Bachari, who was a guest on your show a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And the idea was to highlight all the amazing things we're doing as a species and, and help people feel excited about the future, but based on reason, data, evidence, and statistics. And uh, we wanted to offer a counter to mainstream media that focuses only on the bad news. So if you look at your average mainstream newspaper, it's almost entirely negative news. So you have stories about terrorism. Uh, look at the newspaper and think the world is going to hell. But the opposite yep. is true. We are now living uh, in the best possible time in human history. Uh, we're living longer, healthier, wealthier, safer lives than at any point uh, in the history of our species. And we've massively increased our access to education, uh, medicine, means of communication, transportation, and, and, and so on. Uh, the average human lifespan has doubled in the last 100 years. Uh, infant mortality has, has fallen by 90%. Maternal mortality has fallen by 99%. And the number of wars is at its lowest. Uh, but reading your mainstream newspaper, you wouldn't get any of this. Uh, and so uh, one of the things we want to help young people and older people as well is to acknowledge that the world is actually getting better and science and technology can, uh, can help the world become an even better place and help eliminate some of the grand challenges facing our species, including you know, water scarcity and poverty and so on. That's really great. I mean, I, I feel like I've taken myself on that path. You know, I was caught up in the election here with Trump and Hillary, and it was all negative, and I decided to not look at that anymore and instead focus on science and future tech. That's why I created the podcast, and since I did, I'm so much happier, and I learned tons of things, so you're right on, and and I really appreciate, as I'm talking to you more and more, the uh, the work that you're doing with the SciFest. It's really cool. Yeah, because uh, for me, I, I feel a sense of awe and wonder about the world we live in, and uh, what I want to do is spread the sense of awe and wonder of existence and uh, this, uh, the amazing things our species is capable of, and uh, the Science Festival is, is, is a wonderful vehicle for me uh, to, to do that, and what, what you find is as you, as, you, as you follow your passions, you meet like-minded people, and you know, they're all on this journey with you. Uh, and so when people say, you know, what is the purpose of life and, you know, these big existential philosophical questions, the simple answer is you, 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 you make whatever purpose you like uh, uh, and, you know, you can choose to do whatever you want with your life. And in my case, I choose to uh, spread a sense of awe and wonder about existence and the universe we live in. And, and one of the things we do as part of the festival is we run an astronomy group here in Dubai. And we take people out to the desert, and uh, we've got these uh, telescopes, massive telescopes, and we talk to them about the universe. And for the f and for most of them, uh, it's the first time they've ever seen through a telescope and looked at the moons of Jupiter, the rings of Saturn, the polar ice caps on Mars, and you know wow. distant galaxies and nebulas. And it's a profound 
it has a profound impact on, on their perception of themselves and their priorities in life. And I find of all the sciences, uh, astronomy is the most, um, is the most um, fascinating and the, the most mind-expanding uh, of, of all. In fact, Carl Sagan said astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience, and I have to agree. Uh, it, it really puts things in perspective when you realize how vast the universe is and how many mysteries are out there. That's true. So what are some of the top events of the SciFest that people just love? Probably astronomy is one of them, if that's a part of the event. What other things go on at the SciFest? Um, so you have, uh, it, we, we've modeled ourselves on the World Science Festival that, uh, uh, that Brian, um, Brian um, Green does in New York. And we were inspired by the World Science Festival. And so we have lots of uh, panel discussions and, 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 uh, and, and, and keynote speakers. That's the traditional stuff. But where the Dubai Science Festival is different is how we incorporate elements from the arts. So uh, we had uh, we have uh, science themed plays. So um, you know you actually have drama based on scientific themes. We also have science themed uh, performance poetry. You know there's there's a lot of uh, my uh, my academic grounding is in literature. You know I taught literature uh, at A levels for for many years, and uh, most people are aware of the traditional poets. You know like Byron and Shelley and Keats and Dylan Thomas and so on. But there are lots of science poetry. Uh, there's lots of science poetry out there that people aren't aware of about the universe, about the stars, about the human brain, about the cells in our body. And so we we have a performance poetry event that has been proven hugely popular. And we also have science fiction writing competitions, uh, get uh, students to use their writing skills to conceive of delightful future possibilities and you know express them in the form of short stories. And uh, we've had um, uh, an astronomy-themed art exhibition. So um, uh, we get artists, local artists, to, to paint canvases, but with uh, an astronomy theme. And so these are some of the, uh, the, the, the ways that the Dubai Science Festival is different from many other traditional science festivals because we aren't just interested in the science nerds. We want to reach out to the science novices as well uh, and, and also to the, uh, the, 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 the people who are excited about the arts. Um, and uh, one of the, uh, in, in the first year, we also did a science-themed fashion show in which we uh, showcased the apparel from the Imaginary Foundation. Um, that's um, uh, uh, he's, it, it, it's formed by Nick Phillip, who is a designer in San Francisco, and he comes up with the most amazing um, fabric design uh, that revolves around themes of neuroscience and astronomy, and just spreads. You, you look at the visuals, and you feel this sense of exhilaration and the sense of awe and wonder. And so it was a great way to highlight uh, uh, some of the science-themed. Um, uh, art in the form of uh, a fashion show. Uh, so, uh, you know, these are some of the ways in which uh, we, we're different from, from, from many other traditional uh, science festivals. That's great. I, I could see how, yeah, if you incorporate the arts and fashion and all that, it'll bring a much wider audience. The very people who are normally unlikely to attend a show like that out of fear or feeling excluded. So that's great that you guys innovated that. That sounds like uh, it makes it a lot more successful. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, and we can do that here in Dubai because 
there isn't a huge science culture. So, we, we, for example, in, in, in New York, you have lots of science professors and science universities and everything else. And so it's, uh, it's, it's easy to do the highbrow science in, in big cities like New York and London. But Dubai is a growing city. You know, it's, it's a very young city. And so we, we, uh, we run the risk of alienating a large percentage of the population if, or, or our potential audience if we focus on very highbrow science. So this was, you know, a nice compromise and, and sort of gradually seduce people into the more highbrow science. <laughs> very nice. So what, if you don't live in Dubai, how can you get access to a festival, you know, the work you guys do, or similar festivals? And if you do live there, tell me about how you can uh, sign up for the festival. When is it? Whether, what other events are going on? You know, what are some resources for listeners? Right. Um, so at the moment, the uh, the only way to actually be part of the festival is to be physically present in Dubai. And uh, the festival is happening in the first week of November from the 1st to the 7th at the Mohammed bin Rashid University and various other venues around the city in schools and universities and, and, and science conference halls. And, and so on. Uh, we haven't been live streaming uh, the events so far, but we've been getting lots of requests. So perhaps we might start this year. It really depends on uh, you know uh, funding and, and 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 potential sponsors and all that. But we'll we'll, we'll try and make that happen. Uh, but we do have people coming from around uh, the Middle East. You know, we had uh, groups of people come from Turkey and Oman and Jordan and some of these places. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we also exciting, stimulating online conversations about uh, current affairs in science and technology and uh, some of the ethics and morality behind uh, exponential technologies and artificial intelligence and, and so on. If, if you can't be here physically, then I suppose uh, social media is a great way to engage uh, with the festival. Any recommendations uh, for people living in other countries? Do you want to make this into a franchise, whether I have SciFest USA or SciFest uh, China or those kinds of things? Yeah, well, um, that's on the cards. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, one of our keynote speakers was Kevin Russell, uh, who is the founder of Serious Wonder, uh, which is a sort of techno-optimist uh, uh, e-magazine. His, his views about the future and technology resonated closely with the SciFest device uh, a vision and, uh, and, and and so on. So we invited him over as our as our keynote speaker, and he just loved the uh, festival so much that he he wanted to take back elements of it to the United States and and, and create a franchise. And so that's uh, that's uh, on the cards, um, and it might take off in uh, in a few months' time. But uh, yeah, at the moment that's. That's probably the only uh, avenue we're looking at at the moment because it, 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 it takes a lot of time and effort to run a festival of this size. You know, it takes over your entire life. And so even the thought of trying to do another festival in another city is just, uh, <laughs> it's overwhelming. So, um, so maybe, maybe sometime in the future. Okay, very good. Well, Rohan, I really appreciate you coming. Um, it's been great and I feel more optimistic literally just by talking to you and hearing your enthusiasm for it. So how can listeners get in touch with either you or SciFest Dubai to attend, learn more, start engaging with you? Uh, right. Uh, so the best way to get in touch with me is through my website, uh, ronroberts.com. That's R-O-H-A-N, Roberts, 
robertes.com. And uh, the best way to uh, connect with the festival is to go to scifestdubai.com. That's S-C-I-F-E-S-T-D-U-B-A-I.com. And we're very active on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.